share this morning. And on, out in the foyer, there's a Christmas is great, Christmas at Grace Sheet. Pick one of those up. It talks about the angel tree. It talks about our, we have a Christmas Eve service every year. Uh, for next Sunday, we need a few more fire pits, portable fire pits. So if you have one, talk to uh, Pastor Tim or to me, and uh, we'll arrange to get that fire pit. We'll borrow it for that day. We're going to build fires. We're going to have uh, Christmas caroling, we're going to have a, a short, inspiring word, a hayride. We're going to have a lot of stuff next Sunday afternoon at 4, so uh, no service Sunday morning, 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon, and it'll be here, so uh, it's going to be a big day, Christmas, uh, family Christmas at Grace event, so okay? So uh, right now, uh, let's give it up for Pastor Harvey and his team. Come on, Pastor Harvey. on now? Okay. Ma'am, you know what Alan said about amazing things, and our team is very excited. You want to put the first slide up there? Our team is really excited to share about some amazing things we saw God do. The folks, like Alan said, he wants to do the same thing here. So at the end of the service, we're going to see God move in incredible ways. Now this year, as you can see, we normally take 10, 12, 14 people but this year was a little different. Because of COVID, they didn't want to have the big meetings in the community center where hundreds and hundreds come. We just had them in churches. But it, still, every one of them was a great meeting. And something we did different this year, turn to the next slide. Well, you can see that's Kay, Lisa, Bailey, and myself. That's only four people. So, man, four people, we got to pray for a lot of people. And it, it was good, though. You'll hear a lot of stories from, from all three of us, but they've been begging us for years because besides the physical needs, they have emotional needs. They have bondage. They've been begging us to come and teach on seed digging and freedom prayer, and we did it this year. We had three meetings, and you can, yeah, that's, that's Kay and Lisa teaching, and the third one is me doing a demo on Lisa. But we had... Over 40, now we're talking about years ago we went, there probably wasn't over 6, 8, 12 Christian churches in all the villages. Now there's hundreds. There's hundreds. We had over, in our... In our three seed digging trainings, we had people from around 40 churches. They walk, Some of them walked to get to those meetings. We'd have... 20 to 30, 40 people at each one of our training. And we trained. And then we'd also demonstrate, and this picture on the, is me doing seed digging on Lisa. It was supposed to be a demo, and Lisa will probably tell you about it, but it was real. Every one of them was real. And then look at the last one, the next one. This we, we go over a, a sheet on seed digging. Step one, you ask this. Step two, you ask God this. You go through all the steps. After we did all the teaching, we broke them up into twos and had them practice on each other. But you could look at their faces. They weren't just practicing because people was crying. And it was pretty amazing. And it's going to make a tremendous difference. In, in that part of the world. And it's going to spread, you watch, it's spread all through Guatemala. 
we'll, we'll get to spread all through it teaching this where people can get set free from, from emotional problems. Now, we had eight services in six days because they always work as good when we're there. And they were packed every night. You can see, turn the next one. These are just a, the first one on the left. That's Kay preaching. The one on the right was me preaching. And at the end, we'd see God do amazing things. And that's what we want to share with you. So Kay's going to come up and share first. So give her a hand. So I've went to Guatemala. This was my 10th time. I know, right? And it's the first time in 10 years I actually bought a top from Guatemala. So that's crazy. Um, you know, can I tell you, in the, all those times I went, my life's no different than anybody else's. Being a leader doesn't mean that you don't have struggles, you don't have issues, you don't have family circumstances. It doesn't mean that everything, just every day, is going great. Um, because there was a few times when I went that I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't expect this. Sometimes it was like a week before that stuff happened. And I was like, God, I don't know if I can do this. Like, am I supposed to stay home and not go? So I had people praying, and I was praying. And everybody felt, no, this was something you're supposed to do. You have to go. You're supposed to continue on this team and go. It didn't mean that I went and was able to completely lay everything down that was going on at home. But it meant I had friends supporting me. And it meant that my relationship with Jesus was what going to help me to stay and do what I needed to do. Um, now my eyes are blurry and I can't see. <laughs> So with the struggles, and then on top of that, not always believing in who I was in God and believing how I could be used, I had low self-confidence, I didn't have boldness, I didn't have a lot of courage. But God was, has allowed me, with my relationship with him, to continue going every year, even when I'm like, this may be my last year because I'm not sure. But here I am, the 10th time, and so God keeps drawing me. And because of him, I mean, my gracious, if any, all of you who have known me over the years, um, to speak was not something I had a lot of confidence in. And this time, with it only being four of us, and Harvey's like, I'm really going to need your help. I'm like, oh, my gracious. But I got up there, and I think each time I spoke, I got more comfortable and more confident. And it was nothing I did outside of doing my best to stay connected with him. Because like anybody else, I struggle, I make mistakes. But God is good. He loves us. 
and he loves to see us make it. So I know he is always cheering us on when we don't know how to cheer ourselves on. And so I had to believe in what God had for me and believe that he called me to do what he wants me to do and that my leaders here trust in what I'm capable of doing. That's how I keep going. Um, so we were able to see a lot of physical healings, um, emotional healings. Um, the first, this first one on the left, this young lady, she had a pain in her shoulder, um, and she was healed. She felt so much better when we were finished praying. And then the second, she had um, a pain all down her right side, down her leg, and she had uh, serious stomach issues. And she felt so much better, said she even felt a warmth come over her. And the next slide. The gentleman on, well, it'd be, yeah, on the left, he, his eyesight was blurry, and so he could see a whole lot better when, uh, when we were finished praying for him. And then the other gentleman, you know, lots of times we see a lot of women that struggle with voids in their heart and needing peace. But that young man, he had a void in his heart, and he just wanted to feel the love of Jesus. And so when we were finished praying, he felt that. He felt peace, and he felt like something had been put where that void was. Okay, this, I wouldn't say one of my favorites, but one of my favorites, this lady, which I didn't know till afterwards, um, the Tony Taylor's son was praying with me, and he was my translator. Her hands, I'm getting, maybe it was arthritis, but her fingers, she could not straighten her fingers out. And I didn't know till afterwards that she owned a local shop just probably right around the corner from the, from the church. And he saw her having a hard time getting stuff off the shelf, and that's because she couldn't use her hands very well. Well, after we prayed, her fingers literally straightened up and she just kept praising the Lord. I mean, she stood there for a long time just praising the Lord. And so she was very excited. I think, is that my, is that my last slide? Okay. Um, so what I was saying, so it's not just the physical healings. The emotional, I think, for me, just to see people touched by that love that Jesus has to give them. There was a young man who he held his head down when he came up. He didn't, he didn't look up at you. And I believe he probably, he had emotional issues and probably some, maybe a little bit of mental issues also. And he didn't really talk. His mom did the talking for him. But we just kept trying to real slowly just try to talk to him and get him to answer our questions. And he felt like he had cuffs or something around his wrist. And so we prayed with him for a long time, and I just got to share with him the love of Jesus and how much Jesus loved him and how worthy he was of that love. And uh, Tony actually got to pray with him to uh, receive Jesus. But I told him, I said, you are worth holding your head up high. You do not have to look down. I said, God loves you that much. And so we just got to spend a little probably extra time with him because sometimes you some you're with a little bit longer than others. And 
when we were finished praying, he walked away with a big smile, and he was holding his head up. I mean, he was watching how he's walking. And so I, when service was over and we were going to leave, I walked past him, and he was still just grinning, and I just kind of gave him a thumbs up to just keep it up and that he was loved. And so I was really pleased with, uh, with how that turned out. And then uh, we had of course, salvations and just people rededicating their life to the Lord. And um, one night we were in this church building, and these are cool too. The floor is just a dirt floor. And some of those churches like that, they have the best praise and worship, and you just can you just feel it, the difference in those buildings. Well, Tony and I were praying with a, with a gentleman, and he was rededicating his life to the Lord. Now, let me tell you, in Guatemala, they celebrate big. They celebrate circumstances. They celebrate events. They celebrate each other with fireworks, firecrackers. So you, it doesn't matter what time. You, hear, you could hear fireworks go off at any time. And so we were praying with him, and Tony was leading to the Lord, and I could hear the firecrackers and fireworks in the distance. And, of course, in the natural... I'm like, we hear, that's nothing new for them to hear all the fireworks going on. But I told that young man, I said, I choose to believe that all of heaven is celebrating for what you just did. So I tried to lean more towards that way than the other way because that's how big God is. Why not? And so it is so cool because more than anything, when we don't see people, they may come up and maybe they get headaches a lot, but maybe at that time they don't have a headache. Or maybe at that time, whatever their issue is, it may not be bothering them. But the thing is, to not encourage them so much to focus on the healing, that physical ailment, but to focus on their connection and the relationship with Jesus to lead them. Because see, as, as God has given me hope and filled me with the hope over all these years, I'm able to give that hope and hopefully pass that on and let it overflow into other people. So that's what I have to offer them, love of Jesus and the love that can come from me that comes from him and the hope that things can be better. They can have peace. And when that relationship with Jesus comes, and that's what draws them into that wholeness and wellness is not just physically, it's just mentally and spiritually and emotionally wholeness with Jesus. That's what, that's the big thing I hope to take with them and that I can continue that overflowing just in my daily walk. So now we have Miss Lisa. I can't see you guys out there now. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to start with why I went. A long time ago, I read this scripture in Isaiah 8 where Isaiah is having this encounter with God, and then he hears the Lord say, whom shall I send and who will go? And I, Isaiah didn't hesitate. He just said, here I am, send me. And that just kind of resonated in my spirit for a long time. And so... 
when Harvey kept approaching me, I mean, since I've been coming here to go, and I always had an excuse. <laughs> but this year, I'm like, he, God took that excuse away, and then a whole bunch of new ones started speaking to me. <laughs> like the spider thing. Or there's people I don't know because I'm a shy person. Fear of what they might feed me because I'm a very picky eater. <laughs> and doubt that God would use me. And so all these things are talking to me, and I'm like, I recognize them for what they are now. They're a lie. And so I decided to go. And I am so glad. <laughs> they were just excuses trying to keep me from what God had. I wanted to serve God by serving his people. And I can, I can do that here, but God was wanting me to go there for a reason. So everything God did on this trip, and I believe he's still working there and in me, um, it all comes from his deep love for people, us. And I believe it is this love, his love for mankind, that should drive our actions. I'm not perfect. None of us are. And I don't believe that God expects us to be perfect. He just expects us to be connected to him. And when we miss it, and yes, I miss it, he expects me to reconnect and to keep reconnecting until I get it. I got to see this played out in my healing line because we each had our own healing line and an interpreter. So about 50% of the people that came to my line got healed on the first prayer, which is awesome. <laughs> But for the ones that didn't, I just had to reconnect. And just remember, it's not me, it's Holy Spirit. And so then sometimes the second time they'd get healed, or sometimes even a third time. But what I saw God do through this connection was nothing short of amazing. So roughly 20% of the requests you couldn't see because of what type it was. A lot of ladies came because their husbands were in the States, and some of them were sick, and some of them they were fighting with. Um, some they just wanted their children to obey. So you couldn't really see the result of that, but I believe that God met them in that. But every single person that came to my line got touched by God in some way, whether it was what they were asking for or just a, a touch of his love. So this first lady here, we prayed for four times. <laughs> she came to the line. She had a tumor in her abdomen and a lot of pain. We prayed the first time. She said, it feels a little better, but it's still really bad. So we prayed a second time. Again, it feels better, but it's still really bad. A third time. Well, then we gave her the healing card and said, declare this over yourself. And she went back to her seat. After we were done and our line was empty, I looked up and I saw her over there holding her stomach and grimacing in pain. So I grabbed the boys. Uh, Bregan was interpreting and his little brother David was with us. So we went over to her and we knelt down. We didn't say a thing. We just laid our hands on her and released Holy Spirit. And the next thing you know, she's poking at her stomach and can't find that tumor. There's no pain. And we're just like, yes, Jesus. <laughs> 
Now, the other picture up there is me getting seed digging for real. <laughs> uh, I had it twice. I, we did demo twice, and both times it was real. One was for the spiders, uh, which had nothing to do with the spider, amazingly. It had something to do with a traumatic event in my life way back when. <laughs> uh, the other one was over heights. Uh, and I did get set free, and you'll see that a little bit later. So, um, oh, here it is. <laughs> this one here, we climbed up a little mountain, and the trail was a little rugged, and Miss Kay kept telling me to slow down, but I was so excited because I'm free. <laughs> and I took that picture because you can't really tell, but between me and Bregan in the tree, it's very steep. And then on the other side of the tree, it's straight down. On this one, I'm actually standing on the side of the cliff looking down, taking the picture. There's no way you would have got me to do that before the seed digging. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and what really amazes me is because I went there for God to use me to serve his love to his people, but he loved me enough to take care of my issues. And I wasn't expecting it. I was extremely blessed by Tony and Carrie's boys. Uh, they each have a very unique personality, but they are united in their love for serving the people there. And you could just see in how they dealt with them, uh, when they were interpreting how much time they took to make sure they got it right. <laughs> um, and Trendon, more shy than me, more shy than Miss Kay, uh, he was just praying with me and his dad once, and his dad got distracted, and he just jumped in and started interpreting. And so I started requesting him as my interpreter, and he, I just got to see him come to life, and it was amazing. Um, in this picture here, though, that's David in with his back to us. This lady came to us. She was having chronic headaches, and while... I was getting the interpretation. He pushed his way to the front, threw his hands up on her, and just released Holy Spirit. <laughs> he didn't say a word, but the look on his face was nothing short of pure joy. And he was just beaming it. And that just, it touched my heart that he would do something like that. I mean, he didn't wait. And it was amazing. And yes, she did get healed. <laughs> so I also got to see a Bible story come to life, which I love it when that happens. Uh, Matthew 5, 25 to 34, the woman with the issue of blood that pushed her way to Jesus just to touch the hem of his garment. Our interpreter had arranged for us to meet a woman at our sightseeing village the next day. And when she heard that we were at his house dropping him off, she was actually on her way to Guatemala City to get an injection for pain. And she made her husband turn the car around and take her to the interpreter's house, Pedro. And we weren't expecting that. We were only going to stay a, a little bit of time, but I think we spent the biggest healing service right there in that house. But we prayed for her and... I mean, she, she got pain-free, pain-free. She gave up a trip to the doctor for a shot from Jesus. 
we prayed for everybody in that house pretty much, I think, and everybody got touched or healed. <laughs> um, the last thing that really, really touched me was the people. I mean, every single one that came to my healing line, I can't talk for the other two lines, but I'm pretty sure it's probably the same. These people came expecting something from Jesus. And there is a scripture that describes this people to the T. It's in Matthew 9, 29. Jesus was talking to two blind men. He said, do you believe I have the power to restore your sight? And they, of course, replied yes. And Jesus told them, you will have what your faith expects. And these people came expecting Jesus to touch them and heal them. And I, I truly believe that's why we saw so much, so many miracles. Um, and, and this just really impacted my heart and my soul. So now Pastor Harvey's going to come. You know, we could stand here and tell you hundreds and hundreds of miracles, and and uh, I've got some. Show the next one. I'll, I'll tell you a few that I've seen. See this one on the left? This woman here had broke her arm two years before. She had it tied up to her side like this with a scarf, in pain. You see, they have no doctors or medicine. If they have a hard time going anyway. Most of them don't have cars or vehicles. Plus, they have to pay if they go to a doctor. So this woman, for two years, couldn't use this arm. And you can see as we was praying for her, she started moving her face, and then she started doing like this. And folks, that we saw like that, one after the other. The next one, this woman, she was a pastor of a church we in. Her and her husband were pastors of it. We had one of the seed digging there, and she came up at the end of it. She was almost totally blind in one eye, the other's blurry. She, she preached and she had a hard time reading the Bible. And Kay and I prayed for her between meetings. And now you can see she's reading. And she let everybody in that building know what God, because her eyes become perfect, that God totally restored. And she said, this is gonna, I'm gonna be able to serve so many people now that I can read again. You see, they don't have access to glasses, most of them. You don't see anybody with glasses. If they, they start losing their eyesight, they just go blind. What's the next one? We went to a house. We went to a house. We didn't go house to house this year, but we went to a couple of them. It was right down the street from where we were having our meeting. We went. This man's wife had had a stroke, and we went, and and we prayed for her. She was sitting and had a walker, and she felt better. But then she pointed at her husband. He had been blind in his right eye for a long time. And now, look, he's pointing after we prayed for him. In his eye, he can see perfect. <clears throat> this woman on the left had gross all over her stomach, been in severe pain for a long time. I mean, it could have been years. Every day she was in pain. And we pray, like Lisa said, we prayed for her. No, but it's still there. We prayed for her. No, it's still there. I don't know how many times we prayed, but the last one, she started, and she just kept feeling. 
She couldn't feel the tumor. It was gone. And you can see the smile on her face. This man on the right, totally blind. Been blind for a long time. Now he can see perfect. Look at the last one. Look at the last, this young woman right here. She's the daughter of that woman that had the stomach problems. But I noticed she was very sad when we were praying for her mom. She didn't even smile when her mother got, was so excited about getting healed. And I asked her if she needs prayer. Her life was a mess. I mean, she, she's no good. Everything in her life's bad. She's been unhappy for years. And in, in about 30 seconds, God came. We asked God to come and show her what her problem was and speak truth to her. Look at, the, look at the smile on her face. And she says, I haven't felt like this in my entire life. Folks, we, we can continue to tell you stories like that. In fact, when you leave, I made copies of this. It's out on the bookcase. This has got a lot of our testimonies, hundreds of testimonies and stories. You can all pick one up when you leave. But, you know, when we come back from a trip, I will tell you, and Lisa tell you, almost everybody you lay hands on, God does something. Every one of them, whether it's physical, emotional, they all feel different. And people say, why does that happen when you go there? Why, does it, why do you see so many more healings? Well, you know, we see miracles right here. We see healings all the time, but we see more there. What is the difference? People come there asking for healing. You don't have as many people ask here in our part of the world. Now, why is that? Why is that? Well, you know, we say we believe the promises of God. He says... Whatever you ask for in prayer, believing you will receive. But when we have a need in our lives, who do we turn to? You see, these people don't have that option. You know, that's why, maybe it's expectation. Lisa mentioned that you've never seen anybody excited like these people when they come to our meetings. They're so excited because they know something's going to happen. And that's why I love to take people. This was Lisa's first year. And there's a few of you that's been because if they go, they're going to live the gospel for a week, 10 days, seeing the power of God flowing through them. And they're going to see people healed, set free, and come to know God. Now, how can you go and experience that and your life isn't changed? That's why if you want, we should be seeing the same thing right here. Remember, uh, you remember when you were a child, and man, it was Christmas Eve, which is coming before long. Could you even sleep at night? Man, I remember I stayed up all night thinking about what's going to happen in the morning. You know, the excitement, the excitement because I, I expected something to happen. What about when, if we come to church? we have that same expectation that we are so excited about what God's going to do. Remember Lisa mentioned the woman with the issue of blood. She said that woman, you know, for 12 long years had been fighting. She'd been bleeding, spent all her money. It said she had no money. And then she heard about a man 
and that everybody that he touched was healed. And he was coming to her village. And she said, all I've got to do is touch the hem of his garment. And she received what she needed. Folks, that should be you and me. You know, we do. We have the greatest health care system in the world. You know, we, we see on TV new medicine that will heal this, will heal that. We see doctors. We see that all the time. So when, when something happens in our life, what do we turn to? What's our first thought? Is it God? Or is it a doctor? When you get a headache, what's your first thought? Go take an aspirin. What if it was always God? You see, if we, King David in Psalms, in the Psalms said, I called for you for help, O Lord, and you heal me. You know, if we turn to the doctors or medicine, that's what we're going to get help from. But if we turn to God, we'll get his help. Now, I believe in doctors. They do great things. In fact, it's amazing what doctors can do nowadays. Well, what if our first thought was always God? You see, when we go to Guatemala, these people, they don't have access to doctors or medicine. They might go to a village and, and see a doctor, but they have to pay for it, and they don't have money. So when they get, when they get sick, they just suffer for a long time, sometimes all their lives. But then they hear about a God that will heal. They hear about our meetings. You know, we have had people walk three hours over rocky mountains to get to our meetings to be prayed for. Look at this, look at this last. When we give an invitation, that's a couple of, look at the crowds. Those are people coming up to get prayed for. They will crowd you because they expect something's going to happen. And it does happen. You know, God, God's no different in any place in the world. He's the same God. But what if we truly had that expectation, that excitement, what God's going to do? He wants to wants to meet our needs but we have to you receive not because you believe not that's another scripture man all we need to do is turn to God when you're where you're sick or have any need he should be our first that's those people's life we first started going I told you there was almost no churches now there's churches all over and a, a big part of it is because of our church we're the ones that, that brought, helped Tony and the missionaries begin to get into those villages because of the signs and wonders and miracles. I encourage you, go sometime. If you want to see God use you, but he can use you here right now. He wants to do the same thing, the same thing. So when you have a need, why don't we say, God, cry out to God like King David did. God, I need this, I need that cry out to him and see what happens amen? amen guys this right here I'd encourage you I don't know if I made enough of them but I can make more of them and just read it it's testimonies about what we saw God do
And he wants to do the same thing here this morning. All we have to do is ask. How many of you in this room needs a healing touch from God? Raise your hand, everybody. Okay, you guys should come up here and just receive what God has for you. We're going to come up and we'll pray for you and just receive. And come up with that like the, those, they do. They run, they mob you. I mean, not, you don't have to do that now because it's sometimes, you know, when you're there and you like those pictures, it's hard to tell who to pray for next because they are so excited to get prayed for. And God does something in their lives. So if you, need, if you need anything else, come up and let us pray for you. We'll pray as long as you need prayer. And you just receive what God has for you. I just want to thank all. Many of you have prayed for us for our trip because your prayers play a big part in what we see God do. When you pray for us on, on our, our teams, and it's pretty amazing. And he wants to do the amazing thing this morning. So, Father, I just thank you for everyone here. I just thank you for them and who they are, Lord God. And, Father, I just release your power into these people. Now touch them, Lord God, and let them come with a heart to receive. Would Lisa, you and y'all come up here. Amen. So if you need prayer, come on up. If you, you want to release yeah, them. Let's all, let's all stand so you can move around. We're on, so uh, we'll be up here. The prayer team's going to pray with you. I believe God's going to do great things today. And uh, you don't have to leave without being touched by the Lord today. So uh, thank you for being here today. Love each other. Don't forget the Christmas things and the deals out in the foyer will give you a, what, let you know what's happening here. Next Sunday, 4 p.m., we'll be here, and it's going to be a great day. So you're dismissed And uh, we'll be praying up here for a while.